How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I am joined by my co-host. Where's Dave? Diablo's minions grow stronger. Oh, hey, how's it going, Dave? Hey, Jake. What's up? Uh, you want to record the podcast? I kind of already started. Oh, yeah. Dave has joined your party to fight the forces of evil. So it sounds like we're talking about Diablo 2 tonight? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> I came prepared. I know you came prepared because you made the notes. So so yeah, Diablo 2 it is. <laughs> Diablo um, 2. Holy uh, shit. Um, this has been a game I've grown up with and mm-hmm. had appreciation for over many years. Yeah. It's become very dated now as we kind of found going back into some of it. Yes, yeah. But man, when that when that first came out, um, all the RPG aspects, the multiplayer, the amazing for the time graphics. Right, yeah. 2000, we were a little less, uh, we had different expectations, I would say. I had like no expectations at that time. <laughs> now I'm a jaded adult. <laughs> a journey of no expectations. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, saga of no expectations, that's what it would have been called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I screwed up my reference. That's all right. Yeah, so 2000, I didn't even play this game when it came out, and I doubt I had a computer that could play it, Mm because this was back in the days when, like, if you had integrated graphics, it was like Windows Desktop. That's basically, (laughs) that's as far as you get. Yeah. Um, I remember we had, like, an E-Machines kind of, like, tucked away in the basement, (laughs) and then we had some uh, fat-ass CRT monitor. Oh, my gosh. And that was your life. And also the monitor was, like, put on... A little box that held CD, CD-ROMs. Okay. Which would be like, oh, this is a game, or this is some really piece of shit software that has <laughs> icons on it. Oh my gosh. These are basically the, 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 the dark days of gaming. I came into it a little bit late, but I remember having like six floppy disks for games. I had the theme oh, yeah. park on literally six floppy disks. And you're just like, oh yeah, how much is a floppy disk? Well, I don't know, like 42, 45 kilobytes or some nonsense. Some crazy amount of data. But uh, Diablo, first time I saw this, um, my uh, friend Tony was playing it uh, back in Washington. And I was like, this looks incredibly violent. Also kind of compelling. Um, and it wasn't uh, until a time after that that I was able to acquire through legitimate means the game and play it. Uh, I don't think my family would have appreciated this. So I, this is the one thing I couldn't like, you know, be like, hey, you know, can you buy me Diablo? They'd be like, would, no. you, would you like an exorcism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we both come from conservative parent, parental backgrounds, for sure. Um, mine were a little bit less strict in that regard, thankfully. Mm-hmm. I also like how you put in the disclaimer of, Blizzard, I got this through legitimate means. I had the, what was it, 16 or 20 digit um, CD key? Yeah, yeah. That you had to get for like to legitimize your game purchase on installation. Mm-hmm. I didn't use Battle.net, but I mean, there was no reason for that. <laughs> now, later, I did come back uh, and and purchase it and uh, play it more legitimately, and um, that it was legitimately, which is more. Um, and yeah, having your characters on Battle.net is a uh, a more standardized experience. You actually get to play with friends and their characters. You don't have to connect to each other directly. Um, it was nice. It's a nice hosting system. Uh, I was a fan. Um, really, I didn't have anybody else who played all that much when I first started. Right. So remember, I got like the battle chest, and you have like the the giant fucking paperback manual. Oh yeah, yeah. That 
probably had like a couple hundred pages, but it had like here's information about like the lore, here's information about like the characters and their skills. Yeah. Here's information about the monsters. I'm like, who's ever gonna read this? Me. So <laughs> many times. It was it was weird how obsessed I was with that game. Yeah. That was the like, thing back then though. Yeah. Like you come home after school, you're like, um, we play in Diablo though, right? Yeah. And you hop on and you play with your friends and you diversify your class and just take around. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of one of those one of those early games that I think got um the core feel for what they were aiming for just completely correct like diablo one diablo two they have a very distinct gothic horror like very mature themes uh feel to them um and yeah well so we got to revisit it and see how that uh holds up um we've played a lot of games since then so we've got some <laughs> kind of modern comparison yeah I, like i said uh looking back at some very much a nostalgic lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still lots of things in it I like, like the fucking music design. Oh my gosh, yeah. Which I mean, obviously we had like that clip in the beginning. Yeah. But all the music by Matt Yulman. I'm mm. definitely gonna mispronounce that. I can't correct you. <laughs> all right, good. That I'm that I am correct. <laughs> but all the music really helped add to the atmosphere of the game, where you're kind of just, even if you're in a party, you're kind of like lone wanderers, like a wandering. Right party trying to fight the force of evil like the whole environment's typically pretty dark yeah and you're kind of alone just like oppressive desolation kind of to the world this is a uh, sanctuary is a very oppressive place inherently and pretty much everyone's barely holding on by the time you get there you just like show up on the door it's like you open your door in the morning and it's just like armageddon outside (laughs) you're like i guess i'll go get milk and that's how diablo 2 starts yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> End up at the rogue encampment to get your milk, and it just spirals out of control. So. Yeah. <laughs> where, where you don't have milk in stock? You, you say it's in the den of evil aisle. Uh, I guess, I guess we'll check it out. So, but, who the fuck even still plays this game? I was surprised that Battle.net was like, "Oh yeah, hop on, play some Diablo too." Yeah, uh, Blizzard's actually. I mean. Clearly, they've made some other choices with the franchise recently. We might not be huge fans of, <coughs> <laughs> but uh, they they do support their old games uh, really well. When I loaded this up, I saw that there was uh, the most recent patch was like added Windows 10 support and all these other things. Yeah. And you're looking like uh, it's been 18 years. You know, it's a long time to still be patching your games. Um, I let my Neopets die after a week, so all the same. <laughs> Blizzard lets your character dies af- die after, after three, 90 days. Yeah, 90 days. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's still really active. There's people who, I mean, obviously, literally any game will have the speedrunner community. But beyond that, there's still people just making builds, playing the game, running farming um, each season on ladder. Uh, I don't know what the numbers are, but when I... Uh, so so when we started up here, we were playing um, two different characters, right? Um, you were well, obviously, because there were two people. <laughs> no, we figured we play the exact same class. <laughs> Take turns, on the exact build. Yeah, but no, I was playing as a necromancer uh, initially, right? Yeah, that that got real far because <laughs> I've, I've pretty much always played as a necromancer, but I uh, wanted to swap off to a sorcerer to try out some like AOE farming strats. So. Uh, where I'm going with this is I looked up a build because I have to be efficient or it hurts me physically and emotionally. And uh, someone had made a build like in June of this year or something like that. It was just like 
completely optimized, all the information, all the calculations, everything figured out. And it had a lot of active responses just on this Diablo 2 build subreddit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is one of those OG games that people are going to play until battle.net goes down. You know what's active when their posts are more recent than, like, Stack Overflow posts? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, holy shit. There was the... uh, there was one of those uh, those first-person shooters. What was it? Uh, uh, Lawbreakers. Yeah. I saw a video for it. That game is actually fully down at this point after a year and a half. And Diablo 2 has been around for 18 years and is still supported on official servers. So some games have more longevity than others is the takeaway of what I was saying. Um, so what type of player were you back in the day? Did you like to do ladder? Did you like to do standard or maybe even like a hardcore player? I think I had like uh, so mostly standard. I mostly did direct connection because originally when I played this, I couldn't use Battle.net, so right. I just connected people, play with like a friend, and that was pretty fun. Um, I didn't really do hardcore because uh, that terrified me. I still haven't, but I've considered it on a couple occasions. I think I did it once, and then I died. <laughs> and for those people who don't know, mm-hmm. if you die in hardcore. You you can't get your shit back. You're no. you're fucked. The game is over for you. You die in the game. You die in real life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And my young thirteen year old brain just could not handle that at the time. Yeah. And I was like, never again. Mm-hmm. It is aptly named, right? Like only someone who is hardcore would play on hardcore. Yeah. Willing to lose all of your effort. I just wanted to be edgy at the time. Mm-hmm. And I have since learned that I cannot be edgy. <laughs> Same <Or>, week. <laughs> Hardcore character name Edgelord four twenty, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Other than that, mostly playing standard, kind of like co op experience. People around the same level, just making progress, kind of getting through the story, um, and uh, playing a lot of a lot of Necromancer. Um, Necromancer is pretty classic. I almost preferred myself more of a barbarian. Yeah, because my first character in any game is like. Go the strength route. Just hit them with multiple sticks until they die. <laughs> like the murder hobo, right? Yeah. Barbarian's pretty classic. I didn't I didn't play Barbarian until uh, Diablo 3. But back in Diablo 2, um, I might have had like one run through with like a lower level character. I don't think I ever beat it. Uh, but I remember they had a lot of uh, abilities for uh, resource generation. You're just like, oh yeah, you killed a thing? Well, now you're going to force like potions to fall out of its corpse and things like that. That's really nice when you're at that stage of the game where potions really matter. <laughs> yeah, I feel like throughout the entirety of Diablo 2, I'm like drinking potions. Sorry, quaffing potions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you just take damage. You're like, well, my health's fucking gone. <laughs> and I don't think regen was that common of a mechanic. Yeah, it was much a much bigger thing in later games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, potions in Diablo 2 have a... Uh, um, a quaff time basically you like it takes a while for your health to actually fill up yeah it's not instant it's an overtime effect yeah so sometimes you just be like mashing drinking all these different potions like please go up please go up up." you just got like three arms coming out of your body (laughs) chugging potions at the same time while you're still two-handing an axe that's (laughs) odd yeah and uh yeah you couldn't wait till you were low on health or um it wouldn't take effect quick enough you'd have to use something like a um a rejuvenation potion for the instant health and mana Oh, the perfect juvies? Yeah, mm. yeah. Just full health and mana? Yeah, those are so freaking good. But uh, 
but yeah, Barbarian gave you a lot more of those resources. So I feel like if you'd never played Diablo, that would probably be an excellent starting class. Um, I like how you jump to the oh, at level eighteen, you can like dig dig through bodies for possibly getting a potion. Is it and level not, eighteen? Like, it's like twelve or eighteen. It's right. not like something you start with. All right. Yeah, but they are pretty beefy. Like Barbarian is uh, more than a lot of the other classes. They can just walk up and start smashing things. Yeah, they usually excel at either two-handing one big big weapon mm-hmm. or going akimbo with like axes or maces or something. Right. They're kind of like the the all-in, and they kind of specialize in combat. Um, I think they can also put points in like masteries for certain weapon types. Right. Yeah. Which kind of narrows down your build. Right. And then various war cries to buff your party. So, like, defensive, maybe increases health or something. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably one of those uh, one of those early games that uh, supported uh, class synergies. Um, like, you, you, you said the Barbarian has war cry. Yeah. Um, helps you out, helps your, like, companion out, your NPC companion. Um, but also your team. And for me, like if I'm running uh, Necromancer, I'm gonna have a bunch of skeletons summoned because I always go summon build, and uh, um, I'll have like debuffing enemies that uh, my ally can also benefit from. You know, like weaken them up a bunch. Um, and yeah, mo- a lot of the classes here in uh, Diablo uh, help each other out in very considerable ways, which I think improved this kind of team play aspect this co-op aspect of the game yeah you're not just all running around just beating on one dude mm-hmm. necromancer isn't really helpful for the party as much no it's but like you debuff. were saying you can yeah. put debuffs on the enemies yeah which like some of those curses are disgusting yeah like single point amplify damage uh they take like 100 percent more damage you're like that seems good <laughs> yeah it, you hit nice <laughs> yeah Sorry, it's background sound bleeder. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. Um, Did you ever try any of the other necromancer skill trees? I played around with the bone a bit. Um, so he's got like projectiles, bone spears, and things like that. Uh, bone wall, which was like really good for walling off. Oh areas. my god, that's probably one of like the most trolly abilities, mm-hmm. where you just wall in people. <laughs> They're kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? But a good counter for that barbarian has something called jump yeah or leap mm-hmm. and it's like really janky and slow <laughs> but it's it's fun to do you can just like leap to a position that costs like nominal amount of mana it's like a poor man's teleport right but you put a point in it if you have a necromancer on your team who's like hey fuck you because <laughs> they can just keep casting walls and it becomes like this impassable terrain yeah this is basically for for other more modern members of the audience who played more recent games this is maze ice wall on just like yes. <laughs> a, no cooldown basically so, uh, pretty trolly. Um, there's some other classes in there. Uh, I eventually switched over to a sorceress, mm-hmm. who is uh, much more singular focused in what she does, um, rather than having these options between like curses, minions, and um, uh, like bone walls, things like that. She's just like, oh, pick an element. You want like fire, ice, lightning? And there are some synergies between them. Like, there's a warmth skill uh, under, under fire. Under the fire tree, yeah. Yeah, which uh, gives you more mana regen. 
um, which is very useful. Even just a token point in that is really nice because everything else you're going to do is casting spells. And uh, so this build, I, I, I maxed out a lot of cold. So I had like a shiver armor, mm -hmm. which um, was like every time I get hit, um, it slows the enemies and they take damage. Um, and my main really only spell that I used offensively is Frost Nova, which is a nice big AoE. Kind of like pulse of like blue light out from your body. Yeah. And uh, if you just get a crazy amount of points in that, it does a lot of damage early on. Drains so much mana. So like half of my inventory was mana potions at any given time. You need a lot of warmth to balance out how cold you are. Yeah. <laughs> I hate myself for saying that. Um, also, what's really cool about the Diablo 2 skill trees is some of the later level skills you can put points into actually receive benefits from earlier skills. Right. Mm -hmm. So something like Frost Nova might also feed into like Frost Bolt. Yeah. Or is it Blizzard? Yeah, Blizzard's always a spell in Blizzard's games. It's usually <laughs> really strong, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there, there will, a lot of times will be a mastery skill. So, like, um, Necromancer had, like, Golem Mastery. Um, uh, Sorceress has, like, Ice Mastery, some other thing. Frost Mastery. Yeah. Um, and that's just, like, this individually, it's not a skill you can use, but it gives you passive improvements to all of your skills in that tree. Which is super useful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This time, though... Um, I wanted to diverge from Barbarian and go do somebody else who I really like, which is the Paladin. Oh, yeah. Who is the, the token black guy of the game. Mm -hmm. But he's really good for, as far as combative auras, defensive auras. Usually runs around with like a, a big-ass shield and like a, a flail or some type of mace. Yeah. Typically a one-hander. And then also it has like combat skills. So like for me, this time I was going Zeal. Right. Which is just... More damage. <laughs> you you beat the shit out of one target or multiple targets. Yeah. So if you get like a faster weapon, you just go and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we uh we obliterated the first or second main boss in the game at the end of Act One uh, faster than I've literally ever seen it go down in a standard playthrough because of Paladin's ridiculous buffs. Yeah, hit us up, Guinness. <laughs> it was that good. <laughs> I was like, all right, bosses, and it was dead. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Also, the loot didn't show up for me. <laughs> Later, I found out it's because you picked up all the loot instantly. <laughs> I've, I've developed a skill over time, Jake, called being a greedy fuck. <laughs> but yeah, there's some um, there's some other classes here. I mean, theoretically. I, I haven't played them, obviously, but um, you got Druid, who was like OG before the expansion. Um, was after the expansion, actually. Yeah, uh, Druid and Assassin got added as part of Lord of Destruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I use the word before, I mean after. You know, I gotta, you gotta just be on the same wavelength here. No, I uh, I never played him, so I kind of just assumed he was around. Mm -hmm. And almost all my time was in Lord of Destruction. I didn't pick up the game until after the expansion dropped. So he's fun though, because you yeah. could like shapeshift into a werewolf or a werebear, mm -hmm. which I didn't see as much playing online. But I know werebear had like shock paws, so oh. you could like essentially whap and like stun an enemy to death. <laughs> And it looked pretty cool. You could also do like some minor uh, summons for, I want to say like support creatures. Yeah, birds. You could have like a bird, like mm -hmm. a, a vine. Oh yeah. A little. Oh, the vine. Spirit. I actually, you just mentioned vine. I know I played him once now. Really? Because I remember there being the corpse vine. Yeah. That's what the thing was. Because uh, as one of the mechanics in the game, a lot of the classes will mess around with corpses. 
Uh, well, I mean, like, it would eat the corpse and, like, give you a percentage of health back. Right. Like, so it was a utility point, pretty much. And it would kind of just uh, move around under the ground, like, near you. It would follow yeah. you around. You kill something, and then it just consumes the corpse. You're like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, the animations they had in, like, this little isometric game, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So the, cool. The vine always, like, reminded me of Zerg. It was like it yeah. was a, it was a Zerg unit just added into Diablo. Because it's like this little tendril, but it also have like an animation for like what it unearthed. Yeah, I'm doing air quotes for because mm-hmm. there's just an animation on top of the static background resource. Yeah, that's the boring shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, Druid was awesome though. They also had like elemental stuff because mm-hmm. typically each class kind of had two main things as far as meta mm-hmm. that were pretty common. So you're either like doing shapeshift druid or you're doing elemental druid where you put like a, a cyclone around you. Well, you have like cyclone armor. You have a whirlwind, which is this giant circle around you of just wind damage, <laughs> which is, I think just counted as magic. Yeah. And then you're also shooting out little mini tornadoes and shit. Huh. This is interesting. So this is this is, must explain why druid wasn't in Diablo 3 because this sounds a lot, a lot like Monk. So they took a lot of those ideas. Yeah. I guess moved them over. Um yeah, Druid always looked like the utility kind of like does everything guy to me. It's like you want to be melee, be like a melee form. You want to be ranged, here's all your spells. Wind and or fire shit. Yeah. It was diverse. Yeah. Got a lot of options. Um, but uh, I didn't play them a whole lot. Uh, there's some characters I never played as, but uh, they kind of looked interesting. Assassin was one of them. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, we, we, we talked about this a little bit uh, previous, but the... Anytime that you're playing a melee character that's just straight up DPS with like no survivability and you're in a primarily solo game or you're in a game where you're going to get lit if you're on the front lines, um, it seems like a risky proposition to me. I know it has to be viable and there's got to be a build, but I never gave it a shot. Yeah. Um, they were kind of specialized in DPS if they're going like more martial arts type things. They had a couple of weird abilities and like under shadow disciplines okay like hitting things with your mind oh okay but like the damage scaling on that was absolutely terrible <laughs> i think the most common is always like the the trap sin as the abbreviation was mm-hmm. where you just specialize in traps and you i think you have like a max of like five or six but you kind of like just put down the traps and they'll automatically shoot out maybe like bolts of lightning depending on the, gotcha. what the trap was so like temp summon kind of yeah and they I think went away over time. I'm not sure if you could attack them directly. Probably. Mm-hmm. But you just kind of backseated, delegated the whole thing. Right. It's yeah. like a more static necromancer right. in a way. You just like dodging side to side, letting the traps kind of light yeah. them up. Yeah. There were times like I would play assassin. I would be like inside like a small ruined building and like throw traps outside and just like wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, die, please. Please die. Just watch the experience bars. <laughs> Riveting gameplay. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't do that. Um, kind of related to that, I think. Uh, Amazon was yeah. the ranged one, right? You're like, all right, I'm going to use a bow, shoot it, guys. You had consumable arrows. Um, yeah. Um, I yeah. think that was the only... Because that was an offhand item, right? You actually equipped the quiver. Yeah, you actually need to have arrows, which was a pain. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> as you got higher level, you'd increase your attack speed and other things. You'd just be like blowing out these arrows at like insane rates yeah and i think like a max tag was like 360 
Jeez. So you'd actually have to like run around with things in your inventory, like hold up and doing PvP. I gotta drag these arrows into the slot. Yeah. But they had some really dumb things, like uh, homing arrows. Mm, okay. They had split shot, which is just kind of like it fans one arrow into like thirty. Yeah, that seems pretty good. It's just some really dumb things. <laughs> yeah, projectiles usually don't home in unless they're like certain spells do it. Yeah. So I could see how, it, especially in this game where the targeting's a little imprecise, it's easy to click the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, with the isometric <laughs> view, uh, homing arrows have got to be pretty nice. Um, they also they, had javelins, right? Like, is there like melee? Or no, that's those are still thrown. I mean, it javelins were either or, mm-hmm. so you could kind of like go up and like stab on a fool, right? Or you could actually throw them. But if you threw them, you had like a limited account. Oh, right. They're... I'm not sure if you got those back from repairing the item. Because hmm. I didn't play as much as the Amazon. But... Right. It's still, still an interesting class. And I know that um, it's basically a time-tried tradition to glitch bosses out and then kill them with bows. So like, <laughs> since Diablo 1, I guess. And, yeah. and, the, and the Butcher. Get him stuck in a ch- stairwell to shoot him with arrows through a wall until he dies. <laughs> Um, again riveting gameplay <laughs> yeah um but yeah those are those are really the uh the classes here so by the time lord of destruction came out they had pretty big diversity for what uh what the classes could do yeah i like how many bases they actually covered mm-hmm. and that point in my inceptive years was kind of it inspired the rest of how I thought of RPGs. Right. As far as, like, you have your fire, your ice, your electricity, your resistances, your gear, your armor, um, range versus melee combat. Right. A lot of that, I think, at least I draw inspiration from when I think of RPGs and how I want them to be, mm-hmm. was from this game. Yeah. They, they cover, like, so many of those core archetypes. Like, you contrast this to Diablo 1 for improvement. That one literally had three classes. It was, like, Mage, Rogue, and Warrior. Which is the classic RPG of melee, sexy dexy, and mm-hmm. magic way the fuck back. Yeah, exactly. So, Diablo 2 fleshed that out quite a bit, and it feels very different to play these different classes. Um, one of those things that I think can increase that diversity... Um, especially as it like applies to your build is like what gear you're choosing to field right mm-hmm. like we talked a little bit about like bow versus javelin but other classes had choices as well yeah and a lot of the classes would actually have like set spe- or sorry class specific items oh yeah mm-hmm. so like if you had a shrunken head you knew that was for necromancers only right yeah. you do not touch <laughs> paladin equip <laughs> no <laughs> I can't carry that. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to touch that. I will not put that in my inventory. <laughs> um, certain shields were limited to paladin. Right. Um, barbarians had some specific helms. Um, I believe certain scepters or wands, or not wands, mm-hmm. small globlets, small, oh, yeah. smaller scepters yeah, yeah. were for sorceress. Yeah. Uh, wands were for a necromancer. And then the other ones I didn't talk about. Yeah. Like the, like the talons were for assassin. Right. You got like your wolverine claws or whatever, basically. Yeah. But, um, Berserker claws. Um, yeah, I think everybody had some specific options. There was also like uh, general use options. Um, sword, for instance. Most people could equip a sword, but you no, know, obviously not everyone. I mean, you wouldn't want to on a sorcerer so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. You're not putting like any points into damage or anything yeah 
Battle Mage was not Sorceress's thing. That was more no. of a druid. Um, but uh, do you remember the uh, sets at all? Yeah, I actually I got one while I was playing in this uh, the the preparation round for for the podcast. Um, it was like Arctic uh, Arctic something chest it had like obscenely high um, AC for or just armor, I guess for <laughs> where I was at in the game. Um, I don't think I ever really completed sets. Uh, the guide said I should go for Tal Rasha's for the sorceress. Oh yeah, that's always been like a classic one. Yeah, because it just because I think each class has their own specific high level class set, which is class locked, and you need like five or six pieces. Mm-hmm. And even through like later parts of the game, it still holds up pretty well. Right, because they usually give you like specific bonuses. Right, that would be the the core feature of the set is like you're wearing three pieces of gear here's something cool that you can do with that. Yeah, it's usually like a stat thing. Mm-hmm. But it was even better when you got things like, hey, this boosts your, if you're going sorceress, like sorceress spells. Yeah. Or like even just plus one to all your sorceress skills. You're like, that's fucking awesome. That's pretty good. And I know like a Barbarian had Immortal King set mm-hmm. where you have like this full plate mail and helm. And then when you had all the pieces equipped, you had like this bright, shiny aura around you. Okay. Which is, oof, oof, so good. Yeah. Blizzards pretty much always use the the, the sets to attach uh, unique effects to classes. Yeah. So it's like sometimes the set itself, it, the stats that it gave you weren't like super awesome, but it would have a really cool effect um, that you could uh, take advantage of. Um, I mean, I would never take advantage. I would ask the set's permission first. <laughs> right. I guess it's fair. It's more polite to do it that way. Um, and then they had uh, other than the green rarity, you know, the sets that dropped. Yeah. They had uh, they had your Standard magic items, which are like uh, yellow. Typical magic is just kind of like blue. Oh yeah, and yeah. it had like some other property outside of like a base item, which is white. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of rares, I guess. Rares would be yellow, and mm-hmm. usually had at least more value, but typically also more effects added onto the item. Right. Um, I think your bronze or gold was like a unique item, mm-hmm. whereas like an actual named item and had some effect. But then probably the best are the fucking socketed items. Yeah. Because you could put um, gems, jewels, or runes in. Mm-hmm. And each gem, jewel, or rune will have its own effects, which you can add on. Right. But the best part is when you combine those runes in a certain order <laughs> to make a rune word effect. Right. Yeah. Which are predetermined, hey, this will do this. Right. So like... For a pretty common one for a sorceress was you have a robe with mm-hmm. three sockets. You put in the jaw rune, the ith rune, mm-hmm. and the burr rune. Right. And that makes Enigma, which gives you a free ability called uh, Blink. Okay. Which is typically, or teleport, it's only in sorceress's skill tree normally. Yeah. But allows other classes. So, like, um, if you're going paladin, mm-hmm. you can do a hammered in. <laughs> where you just kind of like summon these hammers which spin out from your body and they deal magical damage. Right. So you kind of like blink around and like throw out these hammers. <laughs> and it was like really common for PvP. Oh, dang. But, oh my god. Yeah, I never learned all of the rune words. That was something that kind of got dropped off. I mean, obviously. I didn't it was in the manual, them. Jake. Yeah, I mean. That, the big manual. That's what I missed out on. Um, it's hard to pirate the manual. <laughs> it actually probably wasn't. There was a PDF somewhere. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I never really... I didn't play as much as you, so it took 
I didn't get too far into the the late game farming for specific words and things like that. Yeah. I was just like, these are in seam knife. It's nice. I'm just going to leave them in my stash here and find a use for them eventually. Um, but yeah, a lot of legit depth came from trying to complete your build, round out those items that you wanted, those uh, gems that you wanted to socket and the, uh, the rune words. Um. But that sound means it's time for trivia time. <laughs> That's not the sound. We just we just oh. added the sound and oh, sorry, I was <laughs> improvising. I'll just oh. cut that and put it back there at the front. <laughs> so the idea behind this whole trivia thing that we're gonna do, um, like I said, I've been I don't want to say diehard. I'm not that. I'm pretty lazy about most things. It is almost Christmas though. I've been a Diablo 2 fan for a long time. It's, like I said, something I grew up with. Um, and I was so ingrained in it that I kind of knew all the terminology. I knew, like, the correct builds. Mm-hmm. I knew, like, so much information about the game, even to the point of knowing, like, the sound of, like, items when they drop. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to test this. <laughs> yeah. So we want to see how I, I hold up after all this time. So Jake's going to play some different sound effects. And I'm going to guess... And see if I'm right. I think we have like 10 we're going to go through. Mm-hmm. And feel free to play along at home. <laughs> I also randomized the number. So maybe it's not 10. Maybe oh. it's eight. Maybe it's one. One would be a really bad quiz, though. Well, let's see if our listeners at home can beat my score. And hopefully yes. my score is good. Otherwise, <laughs> I will try and reevaluate my life. Yeah. Because Diablo, Diablo is the core. You've built everything yes, this up. Is, this is all it's about. <laughs> All right, so start this off here. I'm going to play a sound, and we'll see what Dave thinks it is. Okay, it definitely sounds magical in nature. I want to say that is a rare item drop. That is the rare item drop. That is that is correct. It sounded kind of this generic sort of like pixie sound to it. It's interesting. Um, this one might be a little more difficult. Ooh, um, can I get that one more time, please? Yeah. All right, so I'm between either skull Mm -hmm. or some type of necromancer shrunken head. Okay, what do you, Um, uh, what do you think that one is? I feel like a shrunken head would be more juicy in its sound (laughs) effect. Um, I'm going to go with some type of skull drop. Yep. It is the skull. That is, that is correct. Oh, nice. It's going to be really hard for our listeners to beat you if you get them all right. So uh, dial it back a bit. <laughs> that one's going to be tougher. You want to replay? Oh, please. Ah. I'm going to venture out leather gloves. That one's cap. Shit. Yeah, that one came through as cap. Uh, let's see here. One, one more time. Yep. It definitely sounds like metal hitting the ground. I want to say it's like a a short metal sword. Yes. Yep, it is sword. <laughs> Got it. Uh, let's see this one. Right here. One more time. I'm actually just doing this for the listeners at home. <laughs> um, it sounds... It's wooden. It sounds longer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say pylum. I actually don't know what a pylum is, but it was javelins. Well, pylums are in the same family of javelins. Okay. 
So, uh, so we'll you, give you seventy five. If you want, credit. you can maybe. Uh, you don't it's, have to. It's fractional now. <laughs> Thanks on that. Ooh, that sounds like gold dropping. Based on Jake's face, I'm probably wrong. Um, that one is charm. Charm. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's you're right. You're right. Is that one gold? <laughs> that, one, that one is gold. <laughs> that one's gold. All right, so we'll do another one here. Wrap this up. That is a, a scroll if I ever heard one. That is indeed a scroll. And I lied to you just to try to throw you off and tell you that I was wrapping it up. I've got one more. That is not an item dropping. I think that is entering a town portal yeah yeah i tried to i tried to throw you off because i wasn't sure if you would guess portal creation or portal enter but it is portal enter so son correct son i know i got like three wrong but get on my level <laughs> that's correct on that count so uh what however many we played minus minus three i guess for the listeners at home yeah um so thank you guys for joining us on our little divergence here and back to our regularly regularly scheduled programming the game opens on you in the center of a small camp, stomped grass and dirt surrounded by small makeshift wooden walls. Next to you is a small fire, with a few logs around it for seating, or other people to sit with. There is a potion seller, a blacksmith, and a grimy profiteer nearby. Outside the camp is a vast wilderness with some old well-traveled paths. You are first tasked with helping the camp by clearing out a den infested with evil. Uh, rogue encampment right off the right off the bat they're laying on the theming like uh, the music which obviously you guys uh, have heard and are listening to um, and just this kind of oppressive sense that uh, this is not going to be all flowers and candy <laughs> for Diablo 2 which you might have thought from the box art <laughs> of you know the giant skull face right yeah but I mean people dress up for Halloween all the time <laughs> You normally get more candy than flowers, but still. I just got a bag of flour. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Well. That's odd. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got all the necessities. You can uh, be healed by Akara there. But um, the, the rogues are all holding their own. They're very capable. But um, they do ask every single person to come through to clear out that den of evil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, if we're helping you out, maybe you can pull your own weight. Yeah. The fun thing about the Den of Evil, though, is once you find it, it's kind of along the main road. Mm-hmm. Is you have to kill every single monster there. Yeah. And pretty much for everyone's case of going through this, is you kill all but one monster. Yeah. And then it says, monsters left, one. And you go back through the cave three times. And you find one guy who was like, it was me, I was hiding. <laughs> Yeah, for a modern game, this would have been the point where once you got down to, like, five left, they'll, like, add map indicators or something for you. I think Diablo 3 yes. does that. Um, but, uh, no, very first quest, <laughs> you're going to have to probably do some backtracking unless you're pretty thorough. But um, uh, get you get you started. Um, you're likely to level up, obviously, clearing this, and uh, experience that kind of... Um, take a look at the skill trees and see what your options are. Yeah. And uh, this is usually where the the loop, the first kind of iteration of this Diablo loop is coming in. 
It's like you're going to go out there, you're going to kill stuff, you're going to find loot, you're going to automatically equip it even though it's garbage because you're naked. <laughs> yeah, you have, I think, like, an weapon. Mm-hmm. And that's literally it. So even as, like, sorceress, you're going through with, like, a small globe and you're just, like, whacking people on the head with it because <laughs> you don't have any points. You don't have any skills yet. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny since you are basically basically naked you walk up to one of the characters that responds based off of your class just like this nude guy walks up nothing else special about him he's like ah you're a necromancer <laughs> i can tell by your girth <laughs> <laughs> yeah um act one is very uh very thematic as i said they've got you uh, after you clear out that den of evil they're like oh you know we got some trust trust in you and we'll give you you know tier two quests <laughs> and leads up to uh chasing down the um big bad to the rogues yeah who was uh and ariel yeah oh. oh yeah yeah well and ariel is the big bad at the end for we sure you said big bad yeah yeah the small bad to the rogues is uh, <laughs> blood, blood raven. raven yeah um, who's like an undead archer who also raises undead yeah it's not an obnoxious fight i actually struggled with my sorceress which is like I don't remember that fight being tough, but when your primary damage is projectile and she's like 200 miles per hour, she's got her like Sonic the Hedgehog red power up boots. And then she's like summoning zombies. If you're shooting projectiles, it's like, hey, that was blocked. Fuck. Yeah, that was that was the story of my life for like 10 minutes as I tried to fight this boss. I'm like, all right, well, out of potions, got to run back. (laughs) Bye, boy. But uh, but yeah, beating her in the end is it, it feels real good. There's, like, a whole animation of, like, lightning coming down, mm-hmm. and, like, her body is, like, held up like it's possessed as, like, spirits and, like, lightning are shooting out from everywhere. Yeah. And then, as a reward, you get to have, like, a mercenary. Which is nice, because um, this is, if you're playing solo, this is this is the only real assistance you get in the game, other than maybe some barbarians-ish, like, later. But uh, those are ambient. Those, those like, ambient NPCs, yeah. Um but uh yeah it's a it's an impressive fight um and kind of removing you get the sense that you're removing the source of evil in the area yeah. like you're you're going through act one purifying uh basically what you later learned are the um the left behind waves of the dark wandered um which is most of this game is <laughs> you're doing that but uh but yeah the rogues rogues love you for it you know Always great, and uh, you get your your first respec, which uh, you might immediately burn because you're like, I don't like my first skill. Yeah, this is a, one of those games where respecs weren't a thing. Um, if you mm-hmm. put points to something, that was permanent. Yeah. If you want to redo it, um, make a new character <laughs> and go through it all again. They added it a lot later. Like, um, a car gives you one respec per difficulty, per run through. Yes. Otherwise, you have to like fight bosses to collect items you can get to make a respec in uh, the cube. Yeah, I want to really encourage you to uh, stick by your guns on this. Yeah. Another big quest in Act 1 was uh, getting Deckard Kane. Oh, yeah. Who, you don't really know who he is for the most part, but you get like a scroll from a tree, you open a portal with some rocks, <laughs> and you go to Tristram right. from uh, Diablo 1. Mm-hmm. And you tell Deckard Kane to get out of here. Deckard Kane, get to the rogue camp. And then Deckard leaves Trisham, goes back to the rogue encampment, mm-hmm. and he identifies your items. It's a pretty useful feature. <laughs> it is. Because uh, normally you'd otherwise have to 
get scrolls of identify mm-hmm. and each scroll takes up a slot unless yep. you have a tome right of identify nice little book which is to hold scrolls mm-hmm. um but you have to do that for every single item but he as a thank you will kind of just identify all your items because he has all this arcane knowledge mm-hmm. from being a badass mofo <laughs> He's so smart, he can identify randomly generated items. That's how good he is. It sucks giving him, like, a Christmas gift. It's like, all right, Deckard, hold us your hands. He's like, oh, the ethereal breath of the dying Colossus blade. <laughs> Damn it, Deckard. <laughs> what was I going to do with this anyways? I talk and die. That's all I got. Yeah. No, he's a, he's, he's a, kind of the core of Diablo franchise he he like is through the series follows you pretty much everywhere and his is the narrative exposition spout for what's going on in a lot of cases yes because your various characters will have maybe like response line to things Mm -hmm. but they're very generic yeah but decker's kind of like saying here's what's going on I mean, if you actually listen to him. Yeah. Nobody fucking knows. <laughs> stay a while and l- l- come back. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody stays a while. <laughs> Anyone? Just stay. I made tea. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, eventually we, we uh, make our way through and get to that, the big bad, right? Yeah. And Dario, who's kind of one of the, the lesser minions of the primevils. She's yes. like a lieutenant to the primevils. Um, she kind of looks like Sarah Kerrigan when she's yeah. um, the Queen of Blades. Huh. I had never thought of that, but that's 100% Jake and I should have true. talked about this beforehand, apparently, because we're learning some things. No, I, I had never made the jump, but yeah. that's exactly what she looks like. If you're like. not laughing, you're learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, you were, if you're playing this game and you're like a, a young teenager like us, I think this is the fir- first character that has boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Because... So. I'm gonna go. She's through like a demon, and it's just she's not wearing clothes. Obviously, she doesn't need to. Yeah. Uh, but she has like pretty powerful melee attacks, and then mm-hmm. shoots out like waves of poison. You're yeah. like shit. So if you're undergeared, this is might be the first time you have to vary up your gear for a boss. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, when we went through, Dave killed her in three seconds. I like didn't get to see her fully load on the screen before she died. It bodes well for me that speed impresses you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you're running a more standard build, or God forbid you're like a summoner, like I was on the Necromancer, and all of your skeletons go away, um, you need some way to mitigate that poison. So you, you can yeah. get those uh, uh, antidotes. Antidote potions, yes. Yeah. We'll just clear poison from you, mm-hmm. which uh, can be really useful. Somebody's going, like a Necromancer has a poison um, abilities in the poison and bone tree. Yeah. So you can just be like, nah. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling the poison today. <laughs> you could technically just slot that for PvP. Um, yeah. And uh, it's it's an interesting fight, though. A lot of a lot of summons, a lot of things to fight. And she's gigantic. Yeah. It's hard not to click her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, wrapping that up, you'll probably get some of your first like real good loot drops. Um, maybe your first set piece. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of kicks off the end of Act 1. You can travel um, into Act 2 talk to Warov, you uh, see the little cutscene, you travel to the east. To the east. And now you are in Loot Golane. Mm-hmm. Where the loot is. And also the Golane, but nobody cares <laughs> about the Golane. Not so much on the Golane. <laughs> I'm a bit hungry. You can go for, go for some Golane. <laughs> but this is kind of your uh, thematic desert mm-hmm. in that it's a fucking desert. Yes. <laughs> and everything out there is kind of like 
I don't mean this in a racist term. Just sand creatures mm-hmm. or like yeah. beetles, right? Or any like undead, um, like mummified mummified things. Yeah, you, it's it's like Egypt. You basically, take Egypt, all tropes yeah. associated to Egypt, and you just place it here. So you went from like 1600s, just kind of like England, mm-hmm. like gothic horror. Kind yeah, of. very gothic horror. It's like in the the <laughs> desert. <laughs> It's, it's pretty accurate, and uh, I'm not a huge fan of the map in Act 2. I know we haven't like broken this down too much, but it's very um, uh, windy. There's a lot of, like, where's the exit to this area? It's somewhere on an edge. And Act 1 has that a little bit, but Act 2, you've got you've got lightning beetles like, yes. pounding you down. You accidentally hurt one of them. At this point in the game, you don't like you have quotes resistances as like a stat, yeah. But you don't have any points in that, <laughs> right? They're all zeros. You see, yeah. it exists. <laughs> so there, are, a lot of these beetles are very frequent. When you hit them, they shoot out lightning mm-hmm. at like a random pattern, and uh, it hits you, and that's like a third of your health each time. Yeah. So when I was going in as my zeal paladin, yeah, where it emphasizes like a lot of quick successive strikes. Um, Jake drops these town portals for me to go back and pick up my body. <laughs> and, like we said, the poison's uh, pretty common here, too. Yeah. From all, like, the, the undead. Yeah, as you get through the game, the elemental resistances are a lot more important, but this one in particular seems to hit you. Yeah. Um, but there, there are some interesting things that happen here. You continue to complete tasks for uh, Deckard Kane. Um, you assemble the um Herodric staff yeah the Herodric staff um when did we pick up the cube was that from an, a, one of the i think the first or second quest mm-hmm. Herodric cube is a it's amazing a Herodric item yeah um but basically it works as like a separate inventory mm-hmm. where you can put three of the same type of item i'll specify in a sec yeah and it will merge them together to upgrade it yeah so Let's say in Act 1, you're getting a lot of chipped gems, yeah. which might deal like some elemental damage if you put it in, an, in a weapon that has sockets. You can do three of the same type to upgrade that gem. Right. Chipped to flawed to normal to, I think, flawless to perfect. Yeah. So you can increase your stuff, make it better, but also it... Like, you have limited slots throughout the game. Yes, yeah. You have your inventory and you have your stash. Mm-hmm. So being able to condense those is a godsend and really necessary. Yeah, and the cube has a... Uh, it's kind of a um, a tesseract-type uh, structure where, like, a bag of holding or something. It has mm-hmm. more space inside of it than it takes in your inventory. Um, so you put things in it and they get smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is pretty useful uh, in several places, but uh, you complete a staff uh, to open a tomb and fight the uh, the big bad for Act 3. Uh, two? Yes, two. <laughs> I jumped ahead, and I was going to still mention... I'm still on Act 2, but uh, Duriel. Yeah. Who's in a small arena and does a lot of melee damage and uh, kills everybody every time forever he's like half slug half scorpion 100 percent asshole mm-hmm. 90 99% concentrated power, power of will, will. <laughs> <Yeah>. 5% <laughs> pleasure 50% pain 100% reason to remember the name Duriel. yeah um, uh-huh. 
So like like any like you just kill them and you move on to the next act. Mm-hmm. This is Act Three. Yeah. So. Uh, start off in the Kurost docks. This yeah. is more of your jungle thematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were going from like uh, you're going from like Gothic horror and you're going to like Egypt and now you're going to like this maybe South American jungle kind of kind of thing with rivers and trees and things like that. Um, and I think this is the first time that and the only time if i remember correctly that you actually see the dark wanderer that you're following briefly yeah yeah and he's like his 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 sprites there for a moment i think he kills something or someone and then he's an asshole it wouldn't surprise me (laughs) like teleports away and you can't really interact with him but it's it's a really cool aside because otherwise he would only exist in cutscenes um and for the uninitiated the dark wanderer is the the hero of diablo one the warrior who who canonically defeated Diablo and thrust Diablo's skull stone into his head, which doesn't make any sense to me, but this guy wasn't very Plots. smart. <laughs> Plots. And uh, struggled internally with Diablo and uh, is, continues to do so, but is, is failing. He's yeah. giving in, and Diablo's leading him east. For reasons. Uh, the main reason being uh, Diablo's trying to unleash his brethren mm-hmm. um, open more portals to hell and kind of just do Diablo-esque things yeah so bad things tend to trail the dark wanderer he just walks past and uh, tragedy befalls everything behind him yeah um, so you're following him and the big thing I remember here in uh, in act three is you're, you're going towards the temple where uh, Mephisto's held Yes, um, and I don't remember all of the tasks that are required there. It's a lot of kind of similar to Act Two. You're assembling like random pieces mm-hmm. for a key item to open a thing, right? To go down some stairs and explore, and then kill the boss. Yeah, and uh, like a, a recurring kind of theme here is that the primevals never just sit and wait to be rescued. Like Mephisto was already corrupting the priesthood. That uh, was set, set there to def- like to uh, make sure he stayed in prison to, to to guard him. Um, that's pretty much always the case. You never want to be on guard duty for one of the prime evils because you'll always just end up <laughs> like a thrall of some sort. Um, unless you're an angel, I think that's the only exception you get. I I will keep that in mind in case I am ever an angel. <laughs> yes, Thanks. and you have to and you have to defend a prime evil. That's true. Yeah. These conditions both must be met. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, Mephisto is a heck of a guy. He's the oldest, the eldest primeval, the Lord of Hate. Yeah. So I actually really like Mephisto. His design is really cool, kind of like a spindly type spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like very, uh, just a deformed uh, skeleton kind of. It's like, it, it's nowhere near human, but he's got this skeletal structure that um is also gigantic all of the primevals are real big but uh his his room had a lot of like just ambient people screaming and like all this stuff going on oh and the floor is all just like dead bodies yeah mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent dead bodies yeah so he's a bad guy if yeah if we didn't make that clear um <laughs> mephisto is bad dialogue breaks down almost immediately <laughs> mephisto when you get in there no but uh Another another interesting fight. I think he was more straight up damage, right? Like he was just, if I recall correctly, 
he was doing um various magic attacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember his fight too well. Bit. I usually get carried through this one by somebody. Who's... That's the thing. Like you remember a lot of Act One and Act Two because uh-huh. they're kind of like the hubs. But then you kind of get like rushed, where like someone will power level you and like go through and like kill things. Yeah. And you'll you'll get the experience and you'll get access to things. They'll get you from normal mode to hard. Yeah. And just a lot of that stuff gets kind of like swept under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, that's this is probably the act I remember kind of the least. But uh, the next act, which uh, numerically I think would be Act Four. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is you're essentially in hell. Hmm. Um, Mephisto has opened the portal, and the Diablo's kind of gone through, and you're in the Pandemonium Fortress, which is kind of like the last vestige of. Can I say quotes humanity here? It's like the outer gate. To, yeah. To hell, kind of. You're with. Uh, Tyrell, the Archangel, mm-hmm. who's been trying to keep things Tyrell. under control. Tyrell? 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 Yeah. I've always said Tyrell. Really? Hmm. I'm now going to call him Tyrell. <laughs> the, okay, the reason the reason I thought you said Tyrell is like, he's it's established he's black in later games. This is true. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. The Angel. Yes, yes. Um, but the Fortress is kind of like this very nice, pristine... Uh, marble and gold hmm. it's very i'm gonna again use the word pristine yeah, yeah compared to like the rest of hell which is like stone and fire would you use the word hellish i would jake <laughs> i would say it's very hellish <laughs> but like this uh little vestige here the pandemonium fortress is kind of like when you first go into the nether mm-hmm. in minecraft uh, okay. and you make like a little makeshift base and you're like here's where we won't be shot by anything it'll be our little safe haven yeah because it's very small yeah i don't remember a lot of this one i remember that um there was a uh an angel who was turned who you actually fight yeah the gay angel is war yeah (laughs) (laughs) um it's only because i know like little snippets of lore from diablo because they come up later um he essentially uh betrayed tyriel Mm -hmm. And was uh, helping out Diablo. So he's like one of the first quests. But for how small Act 4 is, it's like one of three quests. Yeah. Another one is like go to the Hellforge, destroy Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. And then you actually go to the Chaos Sanctuary to actually fight Big D. Big D. That's what people call him. His friends, his enemies. Um, yeah. Diablo is a, a heck of a punk. And the only thing I remember about this fight is that um, my Necromancer Summoner build did not work well on him. No. <laughs> He's pretty good at uh, clearing mobs, even if they're friendly. Mm-hmm. But you have to like, go into this big sanctuary. There's like three branching paths, and you have to activate these seals mm-hmm. to essentially draw Diablo into the Chaos Sanctuary so you can fight him. Right. But he can like put you in like a bone prison. He can... Just fucking hit you in the face. Yeah. He can uh, shoot out lightning, like yeah. a lightning beam. He's got like a Diablo. Oh, no, I was going to say Diablo. He's got abilities like Diablo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I was going to say a um, Godzilla lightning breath. Yeah. It's like you think. That's apt. You would think fire, but no, no. He breathes lightning <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, it, he's an asshole. Um, but that whole chaos sanctuary is very. 
It's like an actual sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Like, you still have, like, lava and fire everywhere, but you kind of see, like, ruins of what you might see in, like, a really nice church. Right. And you have people who are putting Iron Maiden on you. Oh, yeah. Which is the fucking worst. So you could recount for the, the audience. What was the effect on Iron Maiden? Thanks for asking, Jake. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd go around, like, as a barbarian and just, like, hit stuff, mm -hmm. as you do. The effect of Iron Maiden, um, it's a curse that gets put on you, so that when you deal damage to something, you also take that much damage. <laughs> Reverse thorns, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it sucked because it get put on you while you're like mid attack animation, and you just fucking die. You just blow yourself up constantly. Oh my gosh, I hate when you blow yourself up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's pretty rough. Um. Do you think uh, you think there's any correlation to this place being called Chaos Sanctuary and the fact that the world above is just called Sanctuary? Maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Lore? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Possibly. But uh, yeah, you've uh, at this point shattered uh, Mephisto's Lord of Hatred's Soul Stone, killed Diablo because you know you're 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 big, you're bad, and then the game ends. I guess unless you've got the. Um, Lord expansion. of Destruction expansion. Yes. Yeah. So you've killed the Lord of Hate and the Lord of Terror. Um, there's got to be another Lord, right? So we'll get there. The Lord our God. Um, <laughs> Next is Jesus. <laughs> so basically, um, you interact with Tyrael again. And he's like, glad you killed Diablo. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Um, you have like another cutscene for this new act, mm -hmm. the expansion of Act 5. Yeah. And you are transported to Harrogath. Ooh. Which is ooh, I like that sound. That's an interesting name. This is um essentially like the home of the barbarians. It's like a tundra. Oh yeah. It's the tundra act. Mm -hmm. The snow biome. This is you. this is you went north, right? Yes. <laughs> We've been going east, we now go north. Mm -hmm. So we finally ask for directions. Your father <laughs> never listens to me. <laughs> um But this is where Bale is at. Yeah. He's a punk. He, he is a punk. Bale is a punk. That's all I've got on Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your input, Jake. Yeah, um, no. I remember the uh, the Barbarian Stronghold mm -hmm. here uh, is kind of your your, your base um, for this act. And you can go out and there's Barbarians just fighting demons like and, and like yeah. the plains, basically. Essentially, that city is being besieged mm -hmm. by demons. And the Barbarians are out there trying to hold their own and doing a... Heck a great job. Yeah, Barbarian's a good class. I don't know if we said that or not, but... Um, but yeah, there's always... There's there's tasks in between, but what are the main goals here in... Um, in Basically, um, in the same way you were following the Dark Wanderer and Diablo, mm -hmm. and this one you're kind of trying to get to Bale, right. who has gone into this underground sacred magical stronghold mm -hmm. for another magical item of sorts. Yeah. I'm being vague because... I don't recall. There's, there's something about the world stone. That's Bale, what it Bale is. Bale is corrupting the world stone. You did read the Wikipedia. I, I remember. I remember some uh, cinematics too. Yeah. But you have to go through uh, Mount Ariat, mm -hmm. which is protected by these ancients, who are like these uh, three barbarian uh, Nephilim. Yeah. Which who, is that's the terms reused later. Yeah. <laughs> Comes up a lot more in uh, Diablo three. Mm-hmm. But after you fight them, you can go into Mount Ariat and down towards the World Stone, where Bale is kind of camped out. Yeah. 
But when you finally get to Bale... <laughs> yeah, as you're going down to Bale, um, he'll just, like, attack you randomly yeah. from, like, out of the blue. Yeah. Like, a, like... a tendril will come out or hit you or you'll be hit by some magic damage. How would you like tentacles? <laughs> no, Bale, no. <laughs> and, like, the whole time, he's always laughing at you. So yeah, you can tell by that sound he's uh, pretty pretty evil. I mean, that's that's not the laugh of a, of a good man. At least not a sane man. No, that is... He's that, not even a man, to be honest. Yeah, he's kind of a tentacle beast. Um, and he he's a punk. He has you fight through all of his armies to get to him. Um, and when you finally do... Uh, I know that actually speedrunners run through this, and they'll like avoid all of the... Um, all of the enemies usually. You don't want to fight things unnecessarily. But the room before him, you have to kill everything in it, I think. There's like a lock basically on the door. Yeah, there's, it out. there's like waves you have to go through. Meanwhile, he's just like sitting on a throne and kind of like watching. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a lot, as I said. But he, um, once you actually get into the main fight, the thing I remember about him is not only does he summon tentacles all over the place, but he makes clones of himself. Yeah, little like illusions <laughs> type things. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not fun. <laughs> um, but he is the the ultimate fight, in uh, to to round this out. Um, so once you've defeated uh, Bale, you, that's the that's the last primeval. You've got to they've got to go regenerate back in the um, in the nine hells, or however many hells there are. I think it's nine. Um, but uh, as it turns out, too late. He's corrupted the world stone. So our bro Ty- Tyrell um, has to destroy it. And he destroys the world stone, which a lot of people think is a bad thing. <laughs> just like, I can't remember the exact like fallout from that, but I think it was... Fallout 76. Oh, that's what it was. It was Fallout 76. It was, um, if he left it corrupted, then something terrible would happen. And if he destroyed it, something bad, but not as bad would happen. So, good that we read. I read up on this. Better the Diablo you know than the Diablo you don't. Right. <laughs> Leave it there and outside Diablos will come in. Um, but yeah. yeah. It's kind of, yeah, the um, that is the base game uh, story-wise. But a lot of it extends beyond that. Because mm-hmm. like we said, uh, with multiplayer, there is a metric fuck ton of PvP that goes on. Oh, yeah. But a lot of that is what Jake said was like grinding out your gear and rounding out your build. But you need to have a lot of like runs of going back and killing things mm-hmm. to do that. And there's some other content in there. Being able to fight special bosses and things. Or a fun thing you can always do is uh, put Wurt's leg in a town portal in the Project Cube. Yes, yeah. And open a portal to the cow level. Yeah. There is no cow level. <laughs> That's a different game. Yeah. But uh, they kind of, they, they've used these uh, re- recurring levels since uh, Diablo 2. Kind of like a hidden secret level you can do some tasks to get into. Diablo 3 gave you the pony level. But back in the cow level, you're basically dealing with these, uh, <laughs> they, they stand up right, they're on their hind legs, and they've got like pole axes, right? Or like Hellbow vine. <laughs> yeah. Hellbow vine. And then there's like a king, isn't there? Yeah, the cow king. But if you killed him, you could not 
open another portal to the cow level. Mm-hmm. But so like, like next difficulty, maybe. Yeah, it might be per difficulty. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's awesome about it is, as soon as you go in, there's all these like cows. Yeah. And by all these cows, I mean like. It's a higher mob density than the rest of the entire game. Yes. It's often hard to, like, see the ground for how many cows there are. Mm-hmm. And all of their voice lines were done by, like, developers, <laughs> not cows. Yes. <laughs> all right, cow. Uh, your script for this one is to say moo. <laughs> no, we're not getting anything. Developers, pick it up. Moo, 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 moo. Moo, 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 moo. But, as indicated by the fact that Diablo 2 is still playable, and we played it immediately prior to this, uh recording this week um it has had some impact on the uh on the industry it's it's been lasting i mean obviously it was good enough to justify a diablo 3 but it's also um just created the action rpg genre right other games like grim dawn uh, which we've played oh oh that's, that's another game path of exile as well path of exile right and they diablo always- 3 Yes, Diablo 3. It was probably the least related to Diablo 2. Um, they all have their own their own twists on it, but they inherit heavily from the systems in place in Diablo 2. And this core, go out, kill things, get yeah. loot, uh, you know, sell loot, upgrade your character kind of loop. Even have tor- that nice uh, progression. Yeah. yeah, Torchlight is the other one I was trying to think of. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, it just completely launched this genre. And looking back on it i think diablo 2 um it's a little more repetitive than i remember but that's probably because i revisited it a couple times um and it's a little harder for me to play all day but i think that's entirely just because of everywhere i've been since then yeah a lot of things like um diablo 3 obviously smoothed out a lot of things for like picking up gold Mm -hmm. in diablo 2 you have to manually pick up every single item that drops yeah which can be tedious because they don't show by default. You have yeah. to hold in the alt key or some other interactions where, like you said, clicking was kind of slightly fuzzy right? or some other things. It's just it's a little bit clunkier stuff. because yeah. of when it came out. But for the time, mm. like as a sorceress with the potion belt, I had to like fill it up with all these mana potions, drag them down from my inventory. Yep. Once I used those potions, if I didn't pick up more, I'd have to drag more in from my inventory. And it, they just removed that entire thing by just making it like, here's your potion buttons. You press the button and you get it. And then they don't even use mana as directly for the most part in later games. So, um, yeah, they try to make it a lot more convenient. And sometimes it's hard to go back to that. Um, things that take you kind of out of the game are, I think, harder to, harder to justify now um, or mechanics that interrupt the gameplay, I would say. But back then, I mean, this was 2000. Like, what an amazing jump forward this was. You consider the previous game was like single player, three classes, had none of this. Or yeah, it took it place in one town. Very simple. Um, like, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a game that jumped as much from the first entry in the series yeah. to what Diablo 2 ended up being. To quote Chris Crocker on this, uh, leave Diablo 2 alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I believe that that's what we've got planned here and what we've got time for. So I would like to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Soapstone. Um, as always, you can reach out to us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, you can also send comments into our Gmail 
at sosonpodcast at gmail.com. We love to get those as well. But until then, we'll see you in the next one. We will see you in, in the next one.